Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Caleb Williams in the pocket. Williams surveying. Williams is going to keep scrambling. Now try to run for it, and he'll get there. Touchdown. Williams gets away. Caleb Williams across his body and caught. They say touchdown. We're back live with more Anthony Herrick on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. He's got some unique traits. There's no doubt about that. Hour number two this evening with you. Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. As the big voice guy told you, I'm Anthony Heron. And a couple more hours to go. Appreciate my guy, Lou Canellis joining me in the previous segment. Talking a lot of football, but also Cubs news. Bringing in Cody Bellinger and also Chris Chelios. I knew there, was, there were very few individuals in this city as qualified to talk about the great Chris Chelios in the detail that Lou Canellis can and did. So really appreciate him spraying to a bunch of different fields with me there. But Caleb Williams and what what he'll now have the opportunity to do off the field, this to me will be more important. The time he spends in Indianapolis later this week, now the the opportunity that teams will have to evaluate who he is as a person, just like Ryan Poles spoke about to the assembled media a few weeks back, for him to to communicate what makes him tick will be as important as anything he does between now and draft weekend because the film, the impressive physical traits are, are there for everyone to view. That's out there. But then beyond that, the questions that have lingered, the rumors that have circulated about Caleb Williams, that's also, in some ways, unfortunately for him, but also a part of the the resume, for lack of, of a better term here, that folks are, are viewing, are evaluating. And again, like I've talked about on this station before, there are things like the, the thought that after that Notre Dame loss, the first loss of the season for USC, the the notion that perhaps Caleb Williams 
wouldn't play anymore from that point forward. That was out there. The idea that Caleb Williams would not want to play for the Chicago Bears, not something he's ever uttered publicly, but reportedly folks around him in his orbit have led that notion to to be out there and heard folks in the media talking about that potential. We've never heard Caleb Williams utter that, tweet that, do anything in relation to communicating that from him to the outward masses. So there, there's consistently been a, a degree of rumor and innuendo that's followed Caleb Williams over the past couple of years here that now, this week, I, I won't call it the first opportunity because he's got his social media account. There's no shortage of microphones in L.A. or D.C. So, you know, you, you, it would certainly be fitting to point out that if Caleb Williams did want to, whether it was hold a press conference or post a web video or do anything he wanted to do to publicly dispel some of the, the rumor and innuendo that's been out there that, in my opinion, has detracted from his public image, has, has given a bit of a negative tinge to the way that he's perceived by various fan bases and I would imagine to some extent by NFL talent evaluators, by potential general managers who would consider drafting him, like Ryan Poles, by potential coaches who may have to lead him, like Matt Eberflus. It's kind of like where you know, a jury can be swayed. And so a lot of times you know, in, in a big court case, they want the jury to be sequestered so they don't have access to their mobile devices and to outside influences and to seeing things in the public and in the media that could influence them. Frankly, it's a part of the reason that they don't have referees getting you know, widely interviewed and having to face the assembled media after games because you, you want certain individuals to be above the fray, to be above reproach, to not have the, the additional scrutiny and influence that can come with, with sort of facing up to certain things. In, in this case, there's no way to just sequester Caleb Williams. There's no way to sequester the NFL team. So all this stuff is just out there that is never directly attributed to Caleb Williams, but so much of it has been out there. So now this week, the opportunity will be there for Caleb Williams to start to put some of that to bed as he does communicate directly and in person with teams from around the National Football League. Now, there have been no doubt a bunch of opinions. I've shared plenty of them myself. My concerns with Caleb Williams, some are there off the field, but I've certainly tried to be fair about that, and the opportunity will now be there, like I said, for him to start to quell some of those concerns in person. But my evaluation of Caleb Williams on the field is what I have found up to this point more important as it relates to the Chicago Bears and whether or not it makes sense for them to draft him. Now, Merrill Hodge, a couple weeks back, Merrill Hodge had some thoughts that he shared during Super Bowl week with Josh Rock, uh, and it aired initially on Football Night in Chicago. Uh, Lawrence Holmes was hosting that night, and when Merrill Hodge said his comments about not thinking Caleb Williams was special and believing the Bears should stick with Justin Fields, that certainly got picked up. It got aggregated. A lot of folks were talking about Merrill Hodge's thoughts as it related to the, the presumed number one prospect in this coming draft cycle. Mark Grody caught up with Merrill Hodge this week as well, or actually just a couple of days ago as well, for the show he does here on 670 Score on On the Clock. So Merrill Hodge had some, you know, some, some additional detail, especially now that he's watched more film on Caleb Williams, but you know, just wanted to illuminate his thoughts 
on the, the potential top prospect in this draft cycle as well. So let's hear a little bit from Merrill Hodge. Initially, he was, wanted to, uh, to provide some additional color, some additional detail on the message he delivered relating to Caleb Williams when he said that he doesn't believe he is special in the pocket. From a pocket presence, he is not special. I don't watch him. In fact, his gift hurts him. A, a player like him, I've seen this so many times, There is, he has a gift that everybody thinks is exciting and is special, and that is his unique mobility. Okay, That's, that, that's not going to win you a championship, and being exciting is not a skill set. Now, his elusiveness is rare. I would argue it's better. He's more elusive than Patrick Mahomes. Does that make him better than Patrick Mahomes? Absolutely not. It just tells you <laughs> that he has that dynamicness to him. Now, the problem with that is when, and he does this playing from the pocket when the pocket's clean, and then when the pocket's dirty, he does it more so. Now, that's you know something that would be viewed as a, a negative portion of the evaluation as Merrill Hodge views Caleb Williams as a prospect. He did, however, have some positive things that he saw and continues to see in the evaluation of Caleb Williams as well. One of them is specifically with his accuracy. When you look at Caleb, the one thing that um, I am telling you is unique, as unique as I have seen it, and I've been doing this for 40 years from playing, coaching, studying. His accuracy is unique, and that is a gift. And the thing that I'm talking about that you ha- I haven't seen enough evidence to make him special – doesn't mean he can't do that eventually. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying he will always fight this hurdle of his ability to make plays and move, and can he harness that and break that and make that a part of his last resort versus sometimes I'll just go to it. Mm-hmm. And that right there can ruin players more than it can help players. And there's a lot of things that he doesn't control that are completely out of his scenario. This expectation that he is Patrick Mahomes is going to be an, a daunting thing. Patrick Let's just take Patrick Mahomes came out, came to a playoff team, sat his first year, and those two things are not going to be his luxury. And he had great coaching. And that coaching matters. So there's three things that he has nothing to do with but are going to play a role in this. He's not going to a playoff team if he goes to Chicago. Um, they've got new coaching again, which, you know, has been some of their biggest issues. You can't be consistent with that. I know of no business exists on planet earth where you change every year and you're going to get better as a as a company or as a unit as a team or as an organization it's just not going to happen it's nearly impossible for that to happen and that is what they have consistently done one other thing that merrill addressed of many things he addressed with groats was specifically a comparison as many of us have been doing for weeks for months in some cases in this way comparing specifically Caleb Williams versus current Bears quarterback Justin Fields? Well, unlike a Burrow and a C.J. Stroud, when you could see that, you, you could see that in their college, in the college game that they played, in their arena they played. And they did more pro-style system, too, than USC did. So it was clearly more evident there with those two guys. And keep on, that, that's two guys out of six years. How many quarterbacks would that amount to? Um, um, yes, he, he could de- he could develop that from that. Now, the difference now, you know, that you do have to consider this. He's six one. These other guys are six three and six four. That that height when you get to about six one, and well, once you get six three and six five, those things do matter a little bit. That's why I go back to like you know Bryce Young. He's five nine, and that never he can work as hard as he wants. He can train as long as he wants. He's never changing that. 
that'll always be a limit. That'll always be a problem with game planning and the things that he is able to do from the pocket. So that hinders him a little bit um, from the pocket thing. But yes, he could clearly develop um, into a guy who functions and knows how to play there and plays that with with excellence. It was good uh, detail and nuance from Merrill Hodge as he talked to uh, to Mark Brody in the most recent edition of On the Clock. Looking forward to hearing more in that vein as well, just as we get more information, as the NFL gets more information with the opportunity to specifically talk to Caleb Williams on the field and or you know in the meeting room and then eventually you know get him on the field. That part is is the less important aspect of it because the on field end. You know, the, the higher ceiling that's there for his physical attributes, that I, I, I do, I think that's apparent. I think he has a higher ceiling as a passer than many of the quarterbacks we've seen come out of recent vintage. But how is that utilized? How is that harnessed? That's going to be part of the process that Shane Waldron will have to go through. I'm going to come back around to that later in the show. But now I want to transition to some baseball conversation. We've got Ben Verlander who will join me next to talk about the Cubs, and we'll have some national storylines as well with MLB. That will be next here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Your fever is high, and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Fly ball, left center field. It's in the gap. It's going to fall in there for a base hit. Bellinger cuts it off. Going for two is Smith. The slide. He's going to be out at second base. Yes, he is. Excellent throw by Bellinger. We're back. Live with more Anthony Heron on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. You know those dulcet tones. The Hall of Famer, Pat Hughes. Last season was his first year getting a call. Cody Bellinger highlights while he's in a Cubs uniform. While the uniforms may be a little more translucent this season. But Bellinger will be back in it representing the Chicago Cubs yet again. We're looking forward to that. Also looking forward to this segment Coming up here as Fox Sports MLB analyst and the host of Flipping Bats podcast, Ben Verlander is with me right now. Ben, as all our guests do, he joins me right now in the guest 
Hotline, the score hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois. Ben, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate you taking the time to join me. Let's start there because I, I suppose our our short local nightmare is over as opposed to the long national version where Cody Bellinger, no big shocker that he's now back with, with the Chicago Cubs, three-year deal, $80 million, opt-outs in it. Do you view this as a, a, a contract that works out in some ways as a win-win for both sides? Yeah, I, I definitely think it's a win for the Cubs, right, who are a team that I, I think are, are on the cusp of a ready-to-win-now team. I think they showed that last year, uh, right on the cusp of the playoffs. And honestly, the, the question for me with Belly was, well, do you really give him that that massive and, and long contract that he's looking for that honestly last year's numbers would deserve because the question was, well, will, will he do that again? Because what you have with Belly is an interesting player that won the MVP award and was one of the best players in baseball and then really, really struggled for years. And so the Cubs kind of took a flyer on him, right? It was one year, I think, I think it was a $17 million deal where you're hoping you get closer to that MVP Bellinger and they did. And it, it worked out fantastic for them. So now he has that year, and naturally he's looking for this big, long contract. But for me, the question was still, well, are you, are you going to get that guy again? So this almost to me feels like the Cubs saying, yeah, you, you earned this money, um, and now prove it again. And that's what the opt-outs are for, equally beneficial for, for Bellinger, who if he has another great year, he can opt out and sign his long-term deal. But I do really like it for the Cubs. Um, I think it allows them to have their – a lot more flexibility and depth with the lineup as well as, you know, it's not really blocking any future, future um, uh, prospects for a long time to come. So I think it's a, a good deal for both. And it's just kind of like a, Hey, thanks for what you did last year. Prove it again. Kind of contract. I'd love to go level deeper on one of those points you just made there towards the end because the rest of the lineup, the Cubs lack power on the whole, and frankly, they could still, even with Bellinger back in the fold here, could use some more power in the lineup. But in what ways does Cody Bellinger now being a part of the Cubs lineup again, how does that enhance the rest of the pieces they bring to the table? Well, one, I think if you want to talk outside of just what he specifically does for the lineup, he's, a, he's an MVP, he's a winner, uh, that's everything he did with the Dodgers he's bringing to the Cubs, right? And he's going to be huge for those guys coming up. It is, it's a younger team. It's a, it's a young organization. It's guys that will continue to come up and uh, hopefully perform. I'm a big Pete Crow Armstrong guy, and I, I think he has a lot he can learn from a guy like Cody Bellinger. You know, they're uh, two really good defensive center fielders. They're left-handed bats. So I, I think he's going to be huge for certain players' developments. In terms of the lineup, Look, to, to me, for the Cubs to have success this year, the move for Cody Bellinger felt like a necessity, not an extra like want. If, if the Cubs lineup is going to be good enough, they needed Cody Bellinger, and they did it. A lot of credit to, to Jed and the organization for getting it done. It did, especially once Soto signed with the – or got traded to the Yankees. It did always feel like this was the move that was going to happen. It was just a matter of when – so credit to everyone getting it done. Uh, he, he adds so much. To, let, let's say for it just allows you to not rely on specific people in specific spots. You can play belly out in center and feel very confident. You can play him at first and feel very confident. So 
it just adds a huge dynamic, including left-handed left-handed pop into a lineup that uh, they really, really needed it. Now, having a, a chess piece like Cody Ballinger, then, you know, you reference the potential for playing him at first. One of those sort of uh, chess piece maneuvers could be if you put PCA. If Pete Crow Armstrong is with the big ball club, then he's in center field. Bellinger moves over to first. But when PCA was up last year, he hadn't quite learned how to hit at the major league level, essentially. So what, what do you think makes sense for the Cubs? Should a prospect like Pete Crow Armstrong start with the big club, or you know, if he's not going to be a starter right off the bat, is it better to get him in the minor league system and just make sure he's getting consistent appearances at the plate? Well, you definitely want consistent appearances, and that's why I think spring training is going to be huge for a guy like him. And I, I do think there's – with prospects are really interesting how you handle them, right, and, and where you send them. I think Jackson Holiday with the Orioles is in a, a similar sort of boat. Mm-hmm. They're guys that are really young. They have a lot of talent, and they're, they're the future of an organization. But what do you do with them right now? And in terms of PCA, he's, he's proven himself in the minors. He did come up and um, struggled a bit hitting big league pitching, but that's kind of, you know, there aren't many guys that don't struggle at some point, whether it's immediately or a sophomore slump sort of thing. So I I think spring training is going to be huge for him. And I I think he's, I think PCA is going to get a a lot of at bats and a lot of chance to prove himself. And the belly deal just allows them to not have to force it. If they didn't make this move for Bellinger, I think PCA would have you pencil him in as a everyday center fielder. And now this just allows his development to, to showcase itself. If the organization feels he's ready and spring training, he shows he's ready. Then I think he'll get that opportunity. And if he doesn't, it doesn't feel like a move that needs to be made. Now you can send him to triple a, you can allow him to continue to develop. And then, and, and by the way, it's not just development, it's confidence. So Let's say you start the year in AAA and uh, a month into the year, you're hitting 330. Um, then you come up with all the confidence in the world and, and see how it goes then. So I, 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 again, I think for so many different reasons, the Bellinger deal adds a lot of depth and versatility to the lineup. And that's one of them. What do you do with PCA? Well, it allows you to do what he, what he shows that he's ready to do. And so far in the, you know, after the tear down and now building this thing back up, Every step of the way so far does feel like a level of patience has been shown by the Cubs, kind of the you know marginal gain season over season. So I like what you're talking about there. Ben Verlander, my guest here on the Score Hotline, presented by Circus Sports Illinois. You can find him on social at Ben Verlander. He's a Fox Sports MLB analyst and the host of the Flipping Bats podcast. You mentioned the term development a moment ago, and the discussion throughout the offseason and folks have been trying to figure out how deep will the Cubs kind of dig into their bag of tricks to to continue to enhance the roster? The name Christopher Morrell has come up more frequently than I'm comfortable with in, in talks of, of trade bait and, and whether or not he's someone they can move on from to get more veteran influence in here and spend some money on a proven commodity at third base or elsewhere. I, I, I've never loved that idea, and I've debated it on this station several times, That being said, he does have himself at 24 years old some things to prove as a defensive player who's been kind of positionless up to this point. Where do you see Christopher Morrell, who while he was with the big club last year, he swung a big bat. Uh, What do you see as far as how the Cubs can best utilize him? 
I, I think the biggest point you just made is that the kid is 24 years old. I mean, we, we can't forget that a guy like a guy like Aaron judge wasn't even in the big leagues at 24 years old. Right. So it, you have to allow a guy to develop. And in some guys it takes longer than others and others. And some guys it's about an offensive approach. Some guys it's about defensively figuring it out. So I'm a huge Christopher Morrell fan, both as a player, uh, the tools he brings, and as a person. Uh, I would love for him to figure it out in in Chicago, and obviously last year offensively was awesome. So I think I I really just hope they allow him to continue to develop, and I hope he gets that playing time, and I hope he evolves into the player that I think he can. Uh, but I'm with you. I've heard his name, I've heard his name out there a good bit, and in, in trade talks and speculation and. Uh, somebody, somebody's going to be happy to have them. And as of right now, it's the Cubs, and I think he deserves a chance to play every day to start this year. And uh, hopefully he, he proves that he's put in a lot of work uh, where it needs to. And having professionals on, on the infield with him, like Nico Horner, Dansby Swanson, how much of an influence can that have now that Christopher Morrell is, is on a daily basis getting the time and just trying to learn third base? It's, it's, it's so valuable. You're working with these guys. Just think about how often um, they're all together and to be doing infield drills every single day with gold glovers and, and guys up the middle that are arguably the, the best up the middle defense in all of baseball. Um, it, it really, it really does help him. So you have a, an infield coach you can lean on, but then specifically you do have a guy like Dansby and Nico, and that is only going to make you better. And, and you hear so much from guys that are really good or guys that weren't, that really improved themselves. I look at a guy like Austin Riley, who came up as a, a just a, a hitter. The dude just hit, and he had a lot to work on defensively, and he's gotten pretty dang good over there, and he credits a lot of it to his infield in Atlanta, with including Dansby, by the way, at the time, and including having a coach like a Ron Washington. So I think just being around the right people uh, allows you to improve big time. You learning by example and watching the guy next to you. And there's nobody better than the guy next to him, to be honest. So that is huge. The division itself, the NL central. I don't know if the the Cubs are done making moves yet, but at the moment, you know, there's nothing obvious that it, it seems apparent they're going to definitively do to continue to bolster either the staff or the lineup. Do you think as constructed at the moment, are the Cubs the favorites in the division? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was talking about this today, um, today on my show, actually. The Cubs are, are a team that I believe uh, Bellinger was a necessity. I would still, I, I would love to see them, and look, in a perfect world, I think they add a guy like a Jordan Montgomery to that rotation, and it just adds so much depth. Um, so, I think they're, I do think they're going to be, I think they can be a better team than last year. I think Michael Bush, I think Bush is a great addition. I really like that left-handed pop uh, from that side of the plate. I think that's huge. But when I look at the NL Central right now, uh, I see a lot of teams that don't maybe have the best rotations in the world that have a decent offense. Uh, I, I think the Cardinals have the best offense in the division. Their Their pitching rotation is, a combined 500 years old. Uh, so they have a, they have an old rotation there. I, I think the Cubs have just as good a chance as any. I put them, I, I really do like the Cincinnati Reds this year. I know according to, to Vegas, they have the third best odds, but 
I think they, I think the Reds have the best rotation in the NL Central. I think their offense is going to have another really, they're really young, they're really unproven, but they are really exciting. Um, so I think the Reds are in that conversation, and I think the Cubs can absolutely be a, a playoff team. On the south side of the city, you actually had a, an individual with the White Sox who is their probably their their most well regarded potential trade uh, trade asset in Dylan Cease. He was on the Flipping Bats podcast with you recently, talking about not only his pitching but what he brought to the table a few years ago as a hitter as well. What have been your impressions of Dylan Cease, and who knows how how numbered his days may be on the south side of Chicago? <laughs> I love I love Dylan Cease. He's become. He's become a friend of mine, and he's such a good dude. And look, if there's any team that might as well let him try and hit, it's the White Sox. I don't think they're they're not going to be the best team in baseball this year. The dude's got a four a career 400 batting average, so he might as well try. But all joking aside, he is he's a really really good dude. He's a great pitcher. He's a fun conversation. He's been on the show a couple of times, and uh, I think a big year is coming. You know, he's just he's you know, two years removed from being in the Cy Young conversation. And honestly, you came in second behind Justin that year, which is something he brought up because he's lucky you're a good guy because of what your brother did to me a couple of years ago, or I wouldn't be coming on your show. But I, I think a big year is coming from him and whether he ends the year on the White Sox or not, uh, he's going to make a team happy. And I think uh, for sure to start the year, it's going to be the White Sox, but just a really good dude and a, a star pitcher in this league. And there are so many guys, so many commodities that are still on the White Sox right now that you think back to a couple of seasons ago when it felt like the, the young core could have them in maybe a championship window, but Michael Kopech still on the Sox and uh, Luis Robert Jr. still there, Eloy Jimenez still there, Yoan Moncada, Andrew Vaughn. These are guys who there were high expectations for just a few seasons ago, but now the, the consistency of their production has lacked, to say the least. Is there much of a formula here for, for how the White Sox can, as currently constructed, get more out of what individuals like I, I just named here, who are still fairly uh, young might be an overstatement, but there's certainly a lot of baseball left in front of these guys I just named here, where maybe there's a little bit more available to them this coming season than what a lot of us might anticipate? Yeah, you're 100% right there. Look, this team is – there's talent, right? And it's a team that – is not too far removed from having a very similar roster and people saying, yeah, this is the best team in a fairly weak division. They have a lot of talent. Let's see if they can put it all together. And the answer as uh, until right now has been no. And in fact, it went the opposite direction. And now I think everyone is honestly maybe a little too down on the White Sox. And I get it. If you're a White Sox fan, the organization's an absolute mess. Who knows what's going on there? Um, the players are underperforming. The, the pitching staff isn't, isn't the best and deepest rotation. So I, I get the frustration. But there is a lot of talent. And if you get the right people in-house, which to me has been the biggest problem for the White Sox for the last while, is bringing in the right people um, to get the best out of everybody involved. And there specifically, I'm talking front office and, and coaching staff. Um, then you can, you can start to see the guys reach their potential. But as of right now, it just hasn't happened. Um, so I do think they can be a better team than I think everyone is expecting of them this year. But it's just about putting it all together. You know, you can only, you can only count on a guy like uh, the names we just mentioned, you know, like right. for the last years, Eloy Jimenez, how long are you going to say, well, 
this is the year. And I know injuries are, are have crept in and that's a part of it. But for, for whatever reason, one way or another, things just aren't working out injuries. And then you get uh, Garrett Crochet's uh, injuries as well. And then Michael Kopech just not like re- living up to his potential. It just feels like you have so many of those guys and now you're just reliant on, okay, well, if everyone reaches their potential this year, we're going to be pretty good. And that's what it feels like every year for the White Sox for the last few years, because what are the odds that everyone reaches their potential uh, in the same year? So it's frustrating. There is a lot of talent. Luis Robert Jr. is one of the best players in the league, and I hope they can figure it out here soon. The results certainly haven't been there yet, but I, I do, to your point, still find it to be a really intriguing collection of talent if they do ever kind of come to fruition. I know your coverage of it and the way you discuss it for Fox Sports and for the Flipping Bats podcast is going to be as entertaining as it always is, Ben. Really appreciate you taking the time this evening. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. That is Ben Verlander of Fox Sports and the Flipping Bats podcast. He is on social at Ben Verlander. With that big news of Cody Bellinger finally, officially returning to the Chicago Cubs, some of his teammates, past and present, were uh, speaking to the assembled media about him being added back to the Cubs. Let's hear from some of those individuals after a timeout here and keep the baseball conversation rolling where things are a little bit more positive, a bit more bubbly on the north side of the city. We'll do that next on Chicago Sports Radio. 670 to score. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Bellinger, RBI single his first time, man at third. Swing a high fly ball, right field, way back, look out, out of here, off the scoreboard, holy cow. We're back live with more Anthony Heron on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. 
Hit him with a holy cow on that one, too. Remember call back back in the day? Shades of Harry Carey. Don't mind hearing that when it comes broadcast. Shout out to Boog Shambi. But Cody Bellinger, proven commodity at the major league level. For one season in particular, he will make more money in one season from the Chicago Cubs than this organization has ever paid anyone for one season of employment in the history of the franchise. So that's saying something. But it is only, I'll I'll go ahead and throw an only on it, it isn't only a three-year deal that is less than what it was anticipated he and his representative, Scott Boris, were looking for from the Cubs or from anyone else out there. But it is for $80 million. So, I mean, it's, it's not a bad gig if you can get it. You know, there's no reason to, to be upset about that, certainly not on the behalf of, of the bank account of Cody Bellinger. But he's getting to a point in his career where every contract matters. You know, if you're just kind of pocket watching and every dollar and cent is, is being counted here by Cody Bellinger because who knows how many, how many long deals he'll still have the opportunity to sign moving forward. He's at 28 years old. He'll turn 29 uh, during this coming MLB season. So having the opt-outs is key in there. And, and, you know, we don't know. I haven't seen reported yet the inner workings of the back and forth of that negotiation. The, the main sticking point that most folks spoke about was the amount of years Bellinger was hoping to have something more in the range of five, six years. And that's not something the Cubs were interested in and apparently not something the rest of Major League Baseball was interested in at this point for Cody Bellinger. But if the Cubs were hoping to get Cody Bellinger locked up, solidified for three pure seasons with no opt-outs or with minimal opt-outs, and he and Scott Boris were able to push back and at least get the opt-out language in the deal. So after this season, after next season, after each of the first two years of this three-year deal – There's opt-out language there for Cody Bellinger where he can, where he has the opportunity, the potential to test the free agent market, essentially, if he sees fit. If he deems it to to be potentially a better situation for him to to opt out, to test free agency, then he'll have the potential to do that. So at least that's one additive, one element of the contract that certainly suits him more so than it would suit the ball club in theory here. And and especially because the, the Cubs are are in the ascending period of, of wanting to pursue this championship window. So, you know, if the Cubs were hoping to have Cody Bellinger kind of locked down for three seasons and they didn't, didn't get that, then, you know, that would be a, a win. We, we count it as we look at the negotiation back and forth here. You could, in theory, count that as a win for Bellinger's side. But on the whole, these are two opposing sides that have been debating, negotiating back and forth. So usually we're going to discuss this in the lens of someone won, someone lost, someone got their more preferred version of this deal. And I think there's very limited finances that that should have, that would have perturbed the Cubs for a three-year maximum contract length versus what it would have been or could have been if they would have gone beyond that. So I think between the two, the Cubs are likely far more satisfied with where the negotiation ended up than where Cody Bellinger ended up in the negotiation. But having that opt-out language is a big deal for him. So, I mean, you know, huge money for one season and the ability to opt out and, and pursue the market again works well. And then if it doesn't, if he doesn't necessarily feel like this 
suits him to, to be a free agent after 2024, then, hey, he'll have opt-out language after 2025 as well. So it's it certainly there are positive for, for each of the, the combatants in the negotiation that is now complete. But some of the teammates of Cody Bellinger are now on the record and reacting to his return to the Chicago Cubs. The, the locker room on the whole has been very uh, vociferous in its support of Bellinger throughout the time that he's been negotiating with the Cubs and that the Cubs had not yet re-signed him. And every teammate seemingly who'd been asked about the potential for him returning to the ball club had a lot of very positive things to say about Belly and, and the potential for him coming back and joining the ball club again and the, the desire for him to get his money and return to the team. And now that is the case. He has gotten money and he has returned to the team. One individual, though, on the younger side of things, here hasn't even spent a full season at the major league level yet, but he's the prospect that's in a lot of ways most impacted by Cody Bellinger re-signing with the Chicago Cubs. That is PCA. That is Pete Crow Armstrong, and he gave his reaction to Cody Bellinger re-signing with the team. That's what we've all been waiting for, you know. So once it gets, like, really finalized, then I think it'll sink in. But, yeah, it's good stuff. Good to wake up to. No, I'm waiting to just give him a hug in person. Well, yeah, I mean, he was big for me, but uh, on a different level than he, you know, than his greater impact, I guess, on a bigger scale in here. Like, you have the 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 captain of this team wanting him back, saying it publicly in front of big fans, and then you got guys like me who who really responded to the way he, you know, kind of carried himself in here too. So, like, he reaches all aspects of this team, and you know. Hopefully he just brings that same energy this year. I, I have all the faith in the world that he will. Feels like a, a mature way to look at it, to discuss it, talk about it there uh, for Pete Crow Armstrong. We know, we recognize at some point he's going to be a, a consistent piece of the Cubs puzzle moving forward here with the talents that he brings to the table, with the perception of what he is as a prospect. Now he's not there yet. Now defensively, though, that that's a big part of the question. Do you – can you can you deal with not having that level of defender on this ball club, especially a team that's not going to outslug the opponent that frequently? They, they haven't added that level of pop to the lineup. So there's no reason at the moment to presume that the Cubs' offense will overwhelm and overpower people much more so, if not any more so, than it did last season. So it'll still be a team built with defense and the staff as a whole. Still got a bunch of contact pitchers. So the ball is going to need to be fielded properly on the infield. The ball is going to be flying and spraying all over the outfield. And you need folks to be able to make sure they're in position. They're catching it well. And Pete Crow Armstrong, there's nothing else we know with certainty he can do at a high level. It is a defensive center fielder. But to have the the total package of PCA, the more at-bats he gets, the better. That aids his development now still being at the moment, 21, soon to be 22 years old. So that, that'll be a delicate balance. And I really like the, uh, the way that Ben Verlander described it to me a few minutes ago. It, it's as much as anything, it's going to be about Pete Crow Armstrong, his performance in spring training, and whether or not he sort of forces the issue from the Cubs to, to make it a difficult decision if they're not going to have him with the big club right off the bat. But if he doesn't look like he's there at the plate yet, then there's no reason for them to sort of rush him on the opening day roster. Uh, the the eldest of the elder statesmen on this club is Kyle Hendricks, and he also had some thoughts as the guy who's the the main remaining connective tissue between the Cubs World Series and this current 
iteration of the ball club. And Kyle Hendricks gave his thoughts on what Cody Bellinger means when he stays here in Chicago. We kind of always felt like that in a way, but yeah, Belly was a unique situation. So he's he's part of this club, you know, he's one of us. And it, there was a little void in here for sure before he came back. So just seeing him in here, man, getting a hug, smiling. I know he'll be back to work soon, but yeah, just seeing his body, seeing his face in here was just amazing. I was also talking about the the way that this ball club defends and the the influence that a guy like Dansby Swanson can have on the ball club and certainly on a guy like Christopher Morrell at third base. But when you're talking about who are the pieces that that make the most sense for the Cubs to truly be able to count on, then it it was good. And and Dansby Swanson also shared his thoughts on what bringing Bellager back into the fold means. Jed and I have a great relationship. Carter and I have a great relationship. And I think – that so often it's easy to say, well, do they like, do they care, you know, but they, I mean, they do, they, they love this organization. They love uh, what the city of Chicago and, and the Cubs represent, and they want to do everything they can in order to put us in the best position possible um, to be able to have some success. And like I said, I think that we don't talk enough about like some of the internal things that are going on that have, have really, really uh, shown up from like in just little things for me. Uh, throughout my time here with just the, the talent and the, uh, the process. And um, so they've done obviously a great job of even building that up. And then uh, being able to address, you know, some of the needs at the big league level with uh, some of the free agency stuff. Like there's, there's so many good things that they do that aren't talked about enough. And so I just want to commend them for obviously what they've done, uh, not only this offseason, but just throughout the last few years and uh, what they've been able to, to build. And now it's just See, time to time to make all that work uh, prove worthwhile. Ah, the positivity of the spring. It is a good place to be. It is a comfortable place for the Cubs and Cubs fans to operate in for the moment. They will benefit from more power, though. They'll 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 need some more power in the lineup. They'll need some more power in that pitching staff. Just a starting arm that can just get some more swing and miss stuff going. Now, you know, it's late February. Spring training has just sprung. So there's still some time here for the Cubs to add some things, just like I was talking about last week. I was on with Gabe. There's still time for the, the Cubs to add Cody Bellinger to the lineup. I wasn't worried about that yet. Not too worried at the moment about what they're going to do in the lineup and with starting pitching, but it will be enhanced. Each of those things will be enhanced by some more juice, some more power, a little bit more gusto at the plate to hit the ball out of the park and to uh, strike some folks out because uh, the pitching staff doesn't have a whole lot of swing and miss stuff in it yet. But there's time. There's time. So I will, I will wait and see how they handle that moving forward. Been enjoying talking to baseball this hour. Let's transition back to some football conversation, though. One of my favorite guests is in Indy, preparing to watch everything that develops as Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, they will begin addressing the assembled media tomorrow. We'll talk to Patrick Finley next about the Bears here on The Score. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.